Hi, we're your hosts, Lorraine Spindler and Lori Subat, and we're commercial real estate brokers with Scout Real Estate in Calgary. And you're listening to Leasing Out Loud. Hi, you're listening to Leasing Out Loud, episode number 60, with your hosts, Lori Suba and Lorraine Spindler. Welcome back, everyone. This week, we're excited to have the fabulous Tracy Hawes in our office back on the podcast. We were joking before we hit record. Tracy's going to cover the basics of trust accounts. Yes. But Tracy's covering all the really important stuff, like FinTrack the last time, trust accounts. This is serious business. It is. Pay attention. Take out your notebook, folks. Notebooks out. (laughs) Tracy's going to cover trust accounts. We were joking, though. It's like you're Don Cherry. This is Tracy's corner. (laughs) I love it so much. Thanks for being back on, Tracy. Thanks for having me. (laughs) And so, yes, Lorraine, we're talking about today, trust accounts. Now, we did have some inspiration from this recently on a deal. Okay. Right? Where a deposit check needed to be reissued. Okay. It was written out as per the offer it had to be written out to the landlord's name okay. directly okay but in trust was added to the check Not which good. no in the case of where a deposit check is going directly to the landlord themselves mm-hmm. there's not a no need brokerage company holding it on behalf of the landlord so mm-hmm. different circumstances so this was a recent so real life situation example. that inspired yes. this topic and thought i'm sure this happens Many times. All the time. All the time. All the time. So brokerage friends, this is for you. So with that, Tracy, let's talk first about what are trust funds. So trust funds are essentially the funds that a potential tenant or buyer issues to a brokerage or landlord based on the terms of the offer. Mm -hmm. Okay. The funds must be held in accordance with the terms. So for instance, if the offer states the funds should be in an interest-bearing account or IBA, Mm -hmm then those funds should be deposited into a separate account that earns interest on those funds specifically. Okay. If there's nothing specified, then the funds can be deposited into a statutory trust account or STAT account. Okay. In my experience, IBAs are generally only used for sale transactions. Right. And seldom, seldom for lease transactions. Mm -hmm. In fact, in 18 years, probably one. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And who can hold trust funds because not everybody you can't just say hey hey oh i'm here no i'm just holding a trust. trust account it's all good just write it in trust <laughs> no you cannot do that no so a brokerage can hold trust on behalf of the landlord as long as the brokerage follows the real estate act rules in sections 96 and 97 of the act and if you are a broker you really should familiarize yourself with the act mm-hmm. you need to apply to obtain permission from rika in order for most banks to even give you a trust account. Right. They need to see that RICA is in agreement with holding one. Mm-hmm. And then it can state that the trust account is in the brokerage's name. Got it. Okay. Okay. And how do we account to RICA for trust funds? Because RICA plays a critical role, as you mentioned already. They are the ones that provide the authorization in order to hold trust. Yeah. So how do we account to RICA for trust funds? So an accounting of the funds received in trust must be reported to RICA within three months of the brokerage fiscal year end and completed with an accountant's report. Mm. The form required is Real Estate Form 2, Broker's Representation to the Real Estate Council of Alberta. And that is available online and we can provide links to that. But you really should ensure that you're keeping track of it all year long and Mm -hmm. making sure that the accounting is reconciled with RICA to prevent an audit. Yes. You need to report once a year. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And how do we know 
when a brokerage can accept trust funds? So generally, direction is written specifically in the offer under the deposit section as to who the fund should be issued to. In the offer, it'll state how the funds are to be issued and distributed once the lease is completed. Mm-hmm. It should also indicate it if there is more than one deposit, and in many sale deals, there are more than one deposit, right. and how they should be accounted for if there should be an IBA or not. Okay. The deposit is received per the terms of the offer and generally at such a time that the offer is signed or if the deal is firm or the lease is executed. Mm-hmm. An example of a deposit clause would be something like within 10 days of execution of the offer, a deposit in the amount of $5,000 plus GST will be issued to ABC brokerage in trust to be held in accordance with the terms of the offer. Right. Now, the deposit can only be held in the brokerage if the offer specifically states it can. If it states that the landlord is to hold it, then the brokerage legally cannot take it. Okay. Unless mm-hmm. there's a specifically written direction from the landlord to do so. Well, and from my experience, a lot of offers and leases specify that the deposit funds go direct to the landlord. Yeah. And so in that instance, there would be no interest language on that deposit check, like Lorraine said at mm-hmm. the beginning of the podcast. And there's also no reason for, and they couldn't uh, hold the deposit funds. The brokerage couldn't. Correct. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. What do you do, Miss Tracy, if a listing agreement states that the brokerage can hold the deposit, but the direction is not that in the offer? I bet you this happens all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. Come on, brokers. Come on. (laughs) So the listing agreement is a guideline only for deposits. Okay. It's not legal direction. Okay. The offer to lease will supersede the listing terms regarding the deposit Mm -hmm. always. So, for instance, if the offer states that the landlord is to hold the deposit and the deposit is issued to the brokerage based on the listing agreement, mm-hmm. then that's incorrect. Okay. The brokerage must obtain additional written direction from the landlord in order to hold those deposits, regardless of what the listing says. Okay. So, offers and leases supersede listing agreements that's in right. terms of funds. That's okay. right. Okay. Yeah. So funds can be provided by way of EFT or wire. As long as there's a paper trail, there always has to be a paper trail mm-hmm. leading back to the offer terms. And then cash is never accepted and a paper trail is always required. So if someone oh, comes in Someone with would 5, pay 000, cash? I've had that happen twice. Tracy, no. Okay. okay. Whew. I have not. I have never had that happen. If no. you're a broker and you've had that happen, say no. Yeah, no yeah. to cash. No to cash. Okay. I think that would raise some red flags. Definitely raise some red flags. <laughs> Where did this cash come from? Go get a bank draft. Yeah, not right. Okay. What about commissions, Tracy? So we see this from time to time. I always had sort of thought that a lot of times brokerages wanted to receive deposit funds into their trust account so that they could pay out the commissions from that. that Well, they can do that. And they can. Right. Yeah, Yeah, they can do that sometimes. Okay. So can deposits be used towards commissions? Yes and no. Okay. So... Since the lease supersedes the listing agreement, and your listing agreement may state, yes, you can use the deposits towards commission, but if the lease states that the deposits are used towards the first and last month's rent or the balance held as security, mm-hmm. then technically, no, you can't use those unless the landlord provides additional confirmation that, yes, in this case, we're going to go ahead and use the trust funds towards commission. Okay. Each deal is separate in its own requirements okay. for what the landlord wants to use those funds for. The whole point of in trust is that you're holding them in trust on behalf of someone. Mm -hmm. You cannot just go ahead and take those funds because you think, oh, well, I get the commission now. No. You have to have written direction. Okay. Oh, interesting. And I'd say it's very common now where the offer 
and lease are spelling out that these deposits are prepaid rent, mm-hmm. you know, for X number of months right. and, and security. a security deposit. And mm-hmm. we are seeing, I'd say, more more than in the past where there's separate checks, you know, mm-hmm. issued for oh, those, yep. like yes. more than one. We've seen a bunch of lease deals like mm-hmm. that now. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting. So if it reads like that, they need to be getting separate written direction. That's right. But does the tenant who's involved a party to that deal do they need to weigh in on that or that's just between landlord no, and because the direction is in the offer okay so for instance if the offer stated you know that they were going to use it towards first and last or whatnot yes your listing states that their commission is going to be used well that agreement is separate from what the tenant is involved in right the tenant's responsibility is to issue those funds to the landlord or to the brokerage in trust on behalf of the landlord mm-hmm. to Got hold it. on to those funds now, you can obtain separate direction from a landlord with a signed invoice. You can put verbiage on the bottom of the invoice okay. stating that those funds can be used in excess to return to the landlord. Okay. Or you can get a separate commission agreement, which is always preferable as well, just okay. to say, yes, in this case, the commission can be used from the deposits. Mm, got it. Okay. Very good. Now, not every deal goes through. That's right. Shocking. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. What happens if a deal dies? So what, what happens to the if the deposit? deal is conditional, it's usually pretty clear in the offer how mm-hmm. those funds are returned to the tenant or or if they were non-refundable, then they go straight to the landlord. Yeah. The brokerage generally gets nothing, yes. depending upon what your agreement is. Yeah. But there is many times where there's no clear direction, especially when the lease goes firm mm-hmm. or if the deal goes firm or if the lease is executed. Right. If something goes haywire in the deal, those funds have to stay with the brokerage. Okay. Until direction is provided either by solicitors mm-hmm. or written direction by both parties is obtained and clear direction for the return of those deposits is provided. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. The brokerage legally has to hold those funds until that occurs. Mm-hmm. And I've had three deals in my career that have lasted upwards of 10 years where wow. we've held the, the trust for 10 years. And some have incurred interest for those 10 years. Wow. Depending While upon they what sorted it was. Out While they the sorted it out. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Mm. And okay. so Rika will also audit those. Mm-hmm. They will say, okay, what's happening here? And you have to keep a record of all of the bank statements mm-hmm. for the interest earned. And you have to keep a record of how those funds are sitting in your account mm-hmm. for how long and provide the legal direction to Rika when those funds are released. Got it. Okay. Do we have some extra tips yeah. for our so brokerage friends? If a check is written... <laughs> To the brokerage, then it should be issued to ABC Brokerage in trust. Okay. It always must state in trust so that it's very clear legally that those funds aren't being used for anything other than the transaction itself. Got it. Okay. And then if it's written to the landlord. It never states in trust. Do not put in trust. Yeah. Okay. Because this just happened. So that's why it's fresh in our minds. Yes. Don't do it. Okay. If a client's preference is that the funds should become by way of wire or EFT, then there should be an appendix to state where those funds are coming from, the bank account referenced, the bank institution referenced, Mm -hmm. just so that there's always very clear direction on where those funds are coming from. Okay. In the offer, Tracy? Is that where you... You can put it in the offer or an appendix to the offer. Some sort of... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I think what we're seeing a lot of now is... Wording in the offer that, you know, electronic transmission mm-hmm. can be used yep. Yep. or payment yep. of rent can be done via pre-authorized debit, debit or yep. transfer, yep. but less about exactly where that financial institution or where the funds are coming to and from. Right. Yeah. Now, the reason that is of importance is so that, so say I want to lease a space. Mm-hmm. 
but my neighbor is going to provide the deposit. Right. Well, what's the relationship there? This prevents money laundering. It prevents trickery. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, and your episode about FinTrack, you have to follow the money, right? You have to follow where it's coming from. And you do need to follow the money. And so, especially now with wires and EFTs, you don't always know where that money is coming from. Mm -hmm. So there should be some direction on paper somewhere stating who and why those funds are coming. So for instance, if a numbered company Mm -hmm. provides the deposit, Mm -hmm. but they're operating as, you know, one, two, three laundry or something, right? right? Then that's okay. As long as you can show that, or if the offer states the company's to be incorporated, generally that's the corporation that they've incorporated to. Right. So that's why it's so Mm -hmm. important to to make sure you know where the money's coming Mm -hmm. from. Got it. Okay. And just maybe some last little tidbits for people. Let's cover off on some of the extra bonus points. Based on RECA rules and regulations, Mm -hmm. you should always deposit the funds within 24 hours or 48 hours of receipt. Okay. In addition to the terms of the offer. So don't keep it in a desk drawer? No. Oh, I've had people... It's just <laughs> oh, and I, and I would say you know brokerages and landlords alike. Right, oh, this goes it can to sit just on not... the desk of a landlord. We yeah. had so many. Oh, we've had weeks it. that where landlords. <laughs> yeah, we have had it where landlords did not deposit the money into yes. the account, and geez, something went awry, and suddenly, oh no, yeah. there's no funds now in mm-hmm. that deposit. Yeah. It's going to come back NSF. So for heaven's sakes, please, as Tracy says, put the money in the bank. The big thing with that is, especially if it's going to a brokerage and trust, Mm -hmm. if those funds aren't deposited, but the landlord in the term of the offer is of the opinion that it has been, Mm -hmm. you're offside. Right. You're offside with the landlord. You're offside with your client. You're offside with RICA. Right. So you want to be onside as much as possible. Always. In addition to that, if a check comes back NSF, Mm -hmm. you must advise the landlord immediately upon receipt of that notification. Okay. Because then the transaction is not, in fact, complete no. in any realm. It's not even conditional. Right. It's less than conditional yeah. if the funds aren't in the bank properly. So you really do need to notify all parties involved what's happening with that money. Right. Because it isn't your money. Right. You always have to remember, it's not your money. Not your money. Good tips, Tracy. Yes. This has been amazing. I hope our listeners found this helpful. There's always a lot to learn, but we always want to make sure as brokers and landlords that we're doing the right thing and we're following the guidelines set out in the Real Estate Act and doing things properly. So thank you, Tracy, for making sure that we are all informed. I really appreciate you coming on again and sharing your wisdom with all of us. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. And if you have a topic for us that you'd like us to cover, we're easy to find. Lorraine Spindler, Lori Suba on LinkedIn or email at hello at scoutrealestate.ca. Now, if you find the information we provide helpful, go and give us a five-star review. That helps us to be more visible and helps others to find the information and also benefit. So if you like what you hear, we would appreciate that. And join us next time when we dive into another topic about commercial real estate. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week.